Hi, this is Kathy Rue, and I am the publisher and editor of Catalina Magazine, uh, also known as the Liberal Sherpa by maybe uh, millions of TV viewers and uh, social media people, um, viewers, listeners, uh, readers. I'm not, I'm not even sure what the lingo is. But okay, it's back to school time and time to get into a learning mood. And I'm also a certified teacher, so this is definitely my world. Um, and I want you to be inspired to rule the world with so much knowledge. So with all that said, I want to introduce you to one of the most amazing people I've met. She's Patricia Trejo, and uh, she's beyond a rags to riches story. She's someone who actually studied so much in her life, uh, someone who learned to speak English in our public schools just to make it as far as she could in this country. And she's actually done so much that the title on her business cards is uh, president. She has the word president on her business cards. It's, I, I, I just, um, whatever I say, I can't even do her story justice. So I want her to tell you her story um, in an interview today. I'm so happy she's taking time out to talk to me and us, and she's calling any minute now. Okay, okay, here she is. So tell me, okay, so pa Patricia Trejo, right? That's, right. is that, okay, okay, I didn't know if like there's a middle name, if there's like, uh, you know, Madonna just goes by Madonna. <laughs> I didn't know if you were just Patricia. Uh, I didn't want to offend. Um, so you, uh, it's, I, I just, I really just hate doing introductions, like who you are to tell you who you are, because I feel like, uh, it's almost like an insult because I'll leave out like all the good stuff. Um, right. but I, okay. No. First I'd like to maybe introduce myself a little bit and, and talk about my I, background. Because I told I, you I'd ruin everything. I told it, you. Yeah. No, that's okay. Okay. Uh, well, and it is Patricia, and it's only Patricia Trejo, no middle name. Okay. Um, but I am a proud daughter of two wonderful immigrant Mexican parents that were farm workers, um, and they didn't have any formal education. I actually have uh, five siblings, and um, and all of us together, we would travel from state to state with my parents when they were working the fields. And so as an immigrant migrant child, it was quite challenging growing up uh, because I couldn't speak English. Um, Spanish was actually my primary home language. And so when I attended the schools, um, it was really difficult to see. Um, it was difficult to find other people that one looked like me and that could actually speak Spanish. So I can certainly identify with a lot of the kids now, um, especially those that are coming from other countries and, and feeling as though that they um, can't speak, you know, English. Um, so as I grew up, it, it was quite interesting because when I was in classes, I actually had taken remedial classes, you know, because when you aren't able to speak the English language, they automatically assume that, that you know, perhaps need that extra support and help. And um, although they were giving me the support regarding the, the ESOL aspect of it, um, there were definitely efforts also to ensure that I was being successful academically. Um, but I'm so happy to share that by the time I was in fifth grade, I actually had uh, earned straight A's in my report card. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, by the, and by the time I graduated, I was 12th in my class, which is a pretty big deal. Um, and then ultimately, at some point, being the first Latina to be elected as the 
the student government president. And, um, and so as I move forward into my, uh, you know, education, I had always aspired to, to go to college. And I'm sure you're aware that when you are growing up from a Hispanic Latino family, they're not used to seeing the girls particularly go off uh, to college, uh, or at least just to go away to leave home, right, unless they're married. And so that in itself was a bit of a challenge, um, but my parents were always very supportive. And uh, so I had that opportunity to, to go on to the University of Florida and Gainesville, go Gators. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I'm a null, so, um, but I, I won't edit this out in any way. But, uh, and, uh, but, 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 yo, you can't jump like that. What's it like, your, the daughter, uh, what'd you, when did you, would you say you learned English? Like, what year do you think? How old were you when you actually learned English? Oh, wow. That's such a great question. I mean, I can tell you, um, I would say, like, by the time I was in third grade, uh, because I, I realized then that um, that I was able to pick up quite quickly thereafter as far as the academic um, part of it came. Because by the time I was in fifth grade, I was pleasantly surprised that and listen the other part of it too that people don't know is that I had actually aspired to be a gifted student like I wanted because when I would go when I was pulled out of my class there was a few select you know of us that were pulled to go to the portables in the back of the school to get that ESOL support the English language what they call now the English language learners um and so we would get pulled out to go get that support. But at the same time, there was a group of students that were identified um, gifted. And so they were pulled out at the same time, but except they got to get on this, what I, I, I perceived to be a really nice <laughs> bus. And they would get on the bus and they would go to a whole other school. So at the time, I would always sit there and, and think to myself, like, wow, I want to I wanna be with those kids. I want to get on that cool bus right. and go to wherever they're going. And so because of that thought that I had and, and just that desire, and I was so inspired that I really wanted to be with those group of kids that were getting on that bus. And so I was just working really hard to ultimately one day be able to be one of the students. Now, I never got to be with that group. Oh. I never got to get on that cool bus. Oh. But by the time, like I said, I got to fifth grade, I was so excited and I remember even being in tears and going home and so excited showing my parents my report card where I had said all straight A's because then in my mind I was thinking maybe there's still that possibility for me to be that child <laughs> getting on that cool bus um but now but, I never got to be on I never got to go on the bus well, well I mean you can now though you can actually <laughs> probably rent a school bus and ride around and um but but so uh, but you moved around a lot, too. Yeah, I do remember growing up and going, um, like, to Michigan. I, I recall Michigan a lot, um, helping my parents in the farms, living in um, in these little, um, they were basically, like, on the actual lands. So there were, like, little houses that, that were in place behind where the area where the workers would work. And so I remember, you know, living in this even one uh, room where a lot of us had to, you know, either share a bed or sleep on the floor. And when we had to go to the restroom, we actually had to go outside um, to the community bathroom. And when we showered, it was a community shower. Um, 
And so I do recall like traveling. Uh, Michigan stands out a lot to me. Indiana is another one that I recall. I remember getting on the wrong bus in Indiana. (laughs) My parents were terrified. They thought I was kidnapped. Um, But I did, unfortunately, got on the wrong bus. And I was the only student on the bus. And the driver was trying to figure out where I was supposed to get off. At the time, I couldn't speak English, so I couldn't communicate. And so that was certainly very traumatizing. Oh my gosh! So, so, so you know different districts around the country. Like you, you actually know different schools. You know the different, the feeling of being the new girl in different schools. And uh, so, so I mean, you're you're working for the like one of the biggest school districts, and you know school districts. But then, uh, it it's just I I, I mean, it's. Like so many people today listening to this cannot imagine uh, that uh, Latinos would work so hard. You're saying you work so hard and you went to school and you were so motivated to go to school. You didn't speak the language. You got lost, but you still went to school the next day. You still got on that bus. So education must have been a big deal for your family. Like you getting an education must have been important. Contrary to what they say, uh, Latinos don't assimilate. They don't care about education. Like, like the 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 misperception out there, right? Like the people don't understand our um our world. Like I know education was number one. I was told the only way I would ever make it is in education. Right, you're exactly right, and that's exactly the upgrade upbringing. What it was like. My father was always. Uh, it was very important for him that we got our education. Um, and I have a sister, so my sister and I, we had lots of very um, intimate conversations with my father around how important it was for us, especially to ensure that we were going to get that education. In fact, we weren't even allowed to have boyfriends growing up. My father didn't meet my husband until my husband, after dating him for six years and after I'd already graduated uh, the University of Florida, um, and really when I was 25 years old was the first time my father had met my my husband <laughs> oh my god so when he asked me to marry him when we were engaged i mean so that's that was the type of lifestyle that i lived in where it was all about education no boyfriends let's stay focused um you've yeah. got a lot ahead of you you can do this uh you know my biggest cheerleader of course were cheerleaders were of course both my parents gloria and fernando Trejo. Oh my gosh. And, and, and it's, uh, yeah, no, it's the same, it's the same thing here because it's, uh, you're ripped from, my parents were ripped from the way they see it, their country. This was, uh, temporary, six to, six months to a year. Uh, but the, they came here with nothing, five dollars in the pocket, which apparently every Latino family has five dollars in their pocket. I don't know why it's never two or six or ten dollars, but it's always five dollars. And it was, they took away everything except our minds. And it was basically, that was the idea. People could take everything from you, but they just can't take your mind. So education was so, 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 so important. Right. So I was the first one to graduate from a university um, in my family. And I'm currently now working on my doctoral uh, courses, um, hoping to, because I'm very fortunate to still have both my parents. And so I'm hoping to get that finished so that he can see me. Um, accomplish that goal. Um, and so, yeah, I, by the time wow. I graduated um, college and moved into the world of education, this is now going into my 
23rd year of being in education, and you had mentioned that I'm familiar with different districts because, yes, I have worked in Polk County and Broward County and now in Palm Beach County, and I've done elementary, middle, and high. Um, as a teacher, a, right? As a teacher. You started as a teacher, right? You started. Absolutely, yes. I actually worked my way backwards. I started as a teacher at a high school teaching seniors, yeah. and then I, I moved backwards and did middle school, and then from there, um, I've done elementary as as a principal. So I've done the teacher, the learning team facilitator, the assistant principal, the principal, and I'm at the district office. And, um, and none of that is easy. So, you're like not even, you, you should be bragging because it's it's just, <laughs> it's not easy. It, it, which uh, Teaching at a public school, is, a public high school is never easy. I remember when I first started, um, my students were just, we were like four or five years apart and I'm five two. And they were 6'2", some of them were 6'2", looking down, and I had to tell them to sit down and read Julius Caesar and uh, in high school. And, you know, it's, uh, it's just, it's not an easy career to choose. And here you've been in it, and you're, and you're just not stopping. And, the, oh, my gosh, and the point is, you are the, the president of the Florida Association of, um, uh, wait, wait, I'm going to get it all wrong. Associate, uh, I, so you're ready? I'm going to get it all wrong. It's uh, Association of uh, Administrators and Super, Latino Administrators and Superintendents. But I got it all wrong. But the concept's it, it, correct. I love the fact that you made every effort. <laughs> right. It's the Florida Association of Latino Administrators and Superintendents. So, I think it was ALAS. Um, ALAS. Have, Wings. ALAS. Yes. Yeah, that's Florida how I... ALAS. Yeah. We like to refer ourselves as Flawless. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> um, but uh, it's Florida ALAS. And um, yes, I'm honored and have the privilege of serving in, the, in that capacity. And, and ultimately what we uh, aspire and what we do is that we have educators from all over the state we provide opportunities for them to come together and collaborate in order to better serve our students with a special emphasis on our hispanic latino students in the state of florida and then but then but then what people don't is there which i i i didn't know i actually didn't know that it's uh it's national so uh it's it's in utah it's in right michigan like it's all over the country no one would imagine but there's a group that uh, you you're all over the country. Alas is in every state, right? Well, there is there is the national organization, which is yeah. the Association of Latino Administrators and Superintendents. Yeah, and so we are a state affiliate of that national organization. Right, so we represent our state as the Florida Association of Latino Administrators and Superintendents, <laughs> and so we do have um, elected. Uh, an elected executive board that helps to support and do this meaningful work and, here in the state of Florida. And that, yeah, so what's the what's the meaningful work? Because no one knows uh, that what you guys are up to. It, it's not, you're not exactly bragging all the time. It's not, you know, there's no billboards, which um, you, you drive down I-95 and it's, uh, I love the billboard like, um, is your wife hot? Then you need to fix your air conditioner. <laughs> Don't you love that one? Is your wife hot? Turn on the AC. So, or fix your AC. That's, I think that's like so, that's, that's like so funny. But it's really, we need billboards that brag a little bit more about what teachers and schools are doing because this is a big, this is a big cause. And, um, I'm so glad I discovered you because you're, you're, you're actually keeping alive, uh, or keeping awareness, awareness to, 
Latinos in the schools. It's it's um it's a necessity, right? It's, so what our organization yeah. uh, works towards doing is transforming our transforming our educational institutions institutions where we're particularly emphasizing. Like I said, we we of course want to serve all of our students all the time, every single day that they set foot into our classrooms. But we do have a particular uh, interest and emphasis on our Hispanic Latino youth. So we are working towards building capacity. We're trying really hard to ensure that we're increasing the diversity as it relates to educators and administrators within the educational system so that students can see themselves reflected not only in the curriculum and the instruction, but also with the individuals that are standing in front of them, and as well as promoting best practices, and most importantly, trying to advance and strengthen the equity and, and equal access to education as well. And what does that mean? So how do you do it? How do you actually do something that's so major? That's a big, that's a big task. That's a big, you know, that's a, that's a lot. It is, absolutely. And again, it goes back to really trying to ensure that we're increasing that diversity within every aspect of the educational system. So whether it's a teacher in the classroom, whether it's an administrator at the district level, um, even reflected in the superintendency, we want kids to see themselves through those individuals that are going to help them achieve uh, their goals. Um, I just go back and I think about my own personal experience when I was traveling to different schools and in the classroom and couldn't speak the language. Um, and a lot of times I was very reserved and I was sitting in the back and actually I would have an assigned seat in the back um, and I was quiet. And it wasn't because I wasn't, um, I wasn't intelligent enough. It was just that I couldn't speak the language, and, and it was very difficult to not have someone that looked like me, that I could identify with me, or that could speak that language. So I just go back to my own personal experiences, which is why I decided to join this organization and, and do this meaningful work, because in knowing what it felt like as a child to be in the back, to be quiet, and not able to have that relationship or being able to connect with someone that looked like me it means so much now to at least try to have that reflected now you know in the classrooms with our kids and so we're working really hard to build pathways to leadership we're working very hard to develop uh, opportunities to network and collaborate with educators across the state as well as advocating for those very important educational policies that affect our students in the classrooms. And then lastly, we're working really hard to ensure that we are having community, um, fostering community outreach and ensuring that we have that parental involvement as well, as you and I already spoke how important that is. Oh yeah, definitely. And I just didn't, I didn't know it was there, but I do know um, when I was a, a graduate student, Mercer University up in Atlanta, that uh, I was recruited by West Palm Beach, uh, by, I'm sorry, it's Palm Beach County Schools, Palm Beach County District. And uh, it was one of five districts and they were all from the South that were looking for Hispanic teachers to be in the district. So it's really affirmative action, which became such a, you know, it's such, it's so controversial. And, um, I was the first Latina in a department, uh, of a, of a school that had been, it's, it's an, it was an older school, but I was the first Latina in this high school teaching English. Um, and there were about, uh, I can't remember how many teachers were there, but most of them have been there about 25 years. 
One of them, the, had been there 14 years and they consider her the newbie. And um, no one was Hispanic. I was the first Hispanic uh, teacher and I was the first ever in the department with a master's degree. And uh, it, it was so interesting that the district reached out because they thought it was important to have a Hispanic. And it was my first year teaching and it got around the school that there was a Hispanic in the English department. So it, I became, as you would know as a teacher, that uh, when they find out, they start talking a lot. And I ended up being in the place where they would eat their sandwiches or come for lunch or when they didn't feel comfortable because they, they, they didn't really kind of speak uh, English very well. They would just come to my classroom where they felt safer. And uh, I realized the importance. I didn't realize. Wow. Uh, I, you know, at the time, 22, 23, uh, at, or 24, I think, when I got the master's and, and the kids would come in just to be with someone that looked like someone from their house and right. not be judged. And they didn't necessarily talk to me and they weren't necessarily my students, but they knew who I was. So I, I, I know how important what you're do, you know, what you're doing is so important because, uh, it's so, it was so little, it was so minor, but it's so great that on a national level, uh, there's an awareness that those kids are looking for someone that they feel that cares, even though my, all the teachers probably care, but they, they, they felt that I did, or at least, uh, you know, I kind of look like them, I, you know, dark hair. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they or what they said about me. Who knows what they said? But uh, they they did feel that. So it's what you're saying is it's it's so nice that there's such an effort. I never knew why I was sought out. I I didn't know. I didn't know why uh, I was given a card and told to go to Palm Beach County Schools and be part of the English department. And um, you know, being so young and then being being there for a few months. Oh, it was that. Oh. I see. I see why they have this affirmative action thing that people argue about on TV and uh, why being a Latina in front of kids uh, is important. It's uh, changing stereotypes. It's changing what people think of a community and making kids feel better about seeing representation. Um, but but then what? So so um, Alas wings. I call you Alas or flawless. Uh, but so so you're the president. You've been the president. Is it just this? Yeah, just is it this school year or is it is it a yearly thing um is it like a president four years is it um like congress or supreme court you're in forever like you know well first i want to say you know to hear that you were tapped on the shoulder i mean that's exactly what we're about you know when we see those rising stars we're we're looking to tap them on the shoulder we're, we're hoping to inspire them and to empower them um and also just encouraging them to go into you know that that lot that pipeline of leadership and so to hear your own personal story where you were tapped on the shoulder it was because someone saw something special in you and thought that you could make an impact um and and certainly um help students so i com i commend you for taking that on and at least making that effort and serving our, our students in the capacity in which you were able to do at the time well, I was completely clueless and naive, so it was uh, it was even better. I had no idea, so I um, I just went into it blindly and uh, let the let the kids tell me what they needed and what they wanted. So it's it's almost even better that I had no idea, um, and I I actually thought I said everything wrong because I didn't know 
Uh, I didn't know it was a good thing that the district found me and I was there, but I did it. And um, yeah, we started the school newspaper after 11 years. I hadn't been there. It was just seeing things in a different way that no, when the teachers are there 25 years, uh, 20 years, 14 years, sometimes you need someone just to bring up like, where's the school paper? Or, you know, is the yearbook, uh, you know, what do you, what technology are you using for the yearbook? So it was even just uh, different ways of looking at things, kind of. Um, but I was so happy the district found me in Atlanta. I wasn't even near Palm Beach County. I was, uh, d what, 13 hours oh, away. Wow. <laughs> yeah, they went to Atlanta to find me. But uh, it, was, it was, it was so, I was so flattered. Um, and yeah, I became a tenured teacher in Florida. Uh, through um, the school district that that you're an administrator for, so it's like kind of, it's crazy that they um, they realize how awesome we are. Right. But, well, yeah. I, you know, going back <laughs> to your question, I mean, I've been a part of Florida Anas easily for over ten years, and so um, this is my third year serving as an executive board of directors, and so most recently this past summer I was. Uh, honored with being elected as the president. So cool. So cool. And so it is, it's a two-year term. And so I'm looking forward to That's having the opportunity to grow it because we have um, amazing individuals that did just absolutely phenomenal work with with Florida Alice um, before my time. So it's incredible to be able to have that opportunity to continue this work. And then what you were saying, I don't know if it's part of Alas, but uh, there's a, what's so interesting, when I first met you and bugged you to interview you, because I think you're super cool, and you're president, it's, I, I love it, um, I, it's just like, oh, you know, Madame President. Um, so uh, what I thought was so interesting, there's, there's a law that uh, Latino studies must be taught, is that right? Is that, am I getting it halfway right? There's a law that that Hispanic studies have to be taught in schools. Is that right? Right. So there is in Florida a statute, and it's one zero zero three point four two. Oh my gosh! Oh my. With the letter P. That's and, scary. And basically, it talks about that our students must learn about the Hispanic contributions to the United States. And so Florida Alice supports, of course, that very important mandate. And so a lot of that work is around infusing Latino history and culture within the curriculum, regardless of, of the subject area and regardless of the grade level. And so we certainly support the mandate and we encourage that. Um, and so we're always supporting the, the work that teachers are doing within that classroom and, and hoping so that, again, the kids can see themselves in the curriculum, in the instruction, and but also that the the opportunities there for the students that are not Hispanic, Latino, that they're also getting that exposure and that enrichment and learning about the other cultures and traditions and, and heritages as well. So does everyone know that? Like, That's a really great question. <laughs> are people aware? If they are not aware, then they're aware now. But I, I can tell you that, you know, we have a lot of wonderful educators that are out there that um, know how important this is and are making every effort to ensure that they are adhering to this mandate and not just doing the infusion of Latino history and culture during Hispanic Heritage Month, which we know is right around the corner, but also doing it um, 
you know, throughout the entire year. Yeah, it and uh, is this so now? Um, are things especially challenging now? I mean, uh, no one's I've, I've never seen anyone care about the schools and public schools and teaching so much as I've seen the past two years. I've, I've never had to answer so many questions about my field in, in my life. Um, so, so now it, things have gone virtual, right? You, you, you altered things last year. So you were able to do things virtually, um, a lot of Zoom, I, I can guess, right? Like the, absolutely, the, absolutely. We did have to pivot to a virtual, um, to virtually, and it was, and it was a very interesting experience because with regard to our organization and what we, the opportunities we were trying to offer, um, we actually were able to expand our reach because virtually, as you know, uh, you're able to just jump on a, a call, right? And so we were able to reach a lot of our other state affiliates, uh, who we like to call our hermanos and hermanas, our primos and our primas out there. Nice. Um, all the way, like you mentioned, Utah and California and Kansas and Colorado and Connecticut and New York and everywhere. And it was absolutely phenomenal to be able to collaborate with all the other state affiliates um, to do this work and give opportunity for educators and, and know that for this organization, you do not have to be a Hispanic or Latino um, educator at all. You know, it's open to anyone as long as you are serving our Hispanic Latino students, along with all of our students, of course. Yeah, no, right, and it's uh, and and the diversity is important. And I I um I remember having an argument once uh, a a TV debate in which they were saying, well, why does a woman need to be at the table? This was about women and men. Why does a woman need to be at the table? And it's because it's a different point of view. So there, it, it, it's nothing, so when people, um, which, you know, after some listeners may argue, oh, it's, uh, it's, you're just caring about a certain group, or this is just about a certain group, it's really just a different point of view. There's nothing wrong with seeing anything from a different point of view. Uh, it's actually amazing. It's great because um, who doesn't like salsa and ketchup and uh, so right and like I think, right. well we certainly you know as I mentioned earlier I mean we care about the educational needs of all students but we do have a particular um, interest in care and an emphasis on our Hispanic Latino youth babies and so yeah. we, we want to help in any way that we can to help them uh, achieve their goals and be academically successful. Well, yeah, no, and, and and also for anyone who argues, how how awful would life be if you never got to try salsa? So, <laughs> you know, you know the, the food and the dance. I mean, it's a it's a it's a wonderful thing. Who doesn't want to be ex- exposed to different wonderful things? Um, and okay, so how does the average person or parent, uh, uh, student, how 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 does someone right now, how do, how do they help your group? How do they find your group? Um, I know you're on Twitter, so I know the social media is very active and fun. Uh, I follow. So how, how what would you ask of us to do more of to help you? Yeah, well, first of all, definitely jump on our website, which is floridaalas.org, F-L-A-L-A-S.org. Yeah. And then, secondly, follow us on Twitter. 
We are on Twitter, and it is active, and it's at Florida underscore Alas. Okay. And uh, we certainly welcome you to join us and, and partake in any initiatives and events that we organize. We will be having one coming up on September the 23rd at the Airport Hilton. We'll be sending that information out via Twitter and a newsletter as well um, to share that there's that opportunity for and again, it's not just for educators because we also welcome and invite even professors at the universities. Um, we're also looking to, and we have actual students that are in college that are aspiring to be teachers to, we have some that are part of organization already, but we're also inviting others that if you aspire to be a teacher, you know, come and join us, uh, learn more about what we do and how we can help and support because we certainly want to be able to provide um, mentors to those that are aspiring to go into education as well. And even those that are aspiring to go into the next um, level of their career, whether it's a teacher wanting to be an administrator, whether it's an assistant principal wanting to be a principal or a principal wanting to ultimately be a superintendent one day. Yeah, I mean, these are high levels. When, when you say superintendent, I mean, these are, these are very high levels. They're, they're controlling an entire district. So you, you guys aren't, um, you're not, you're not choosing, um, the color to, not that uh, painters aren't wonderful. I love painting, but it's not like you're choosing the color, uh, paint color for a wall in, uh, in the corner. You're, you're making big decisions. These are people making big decisions. So, so you're saying that people are invited. People are allowed to, to listen in on major decisions that are happening at, at the school district. We definitely invite our community and our parents to engage and, and uh, have they have opportunities to definitely collaborate with us. Um, I want to mention, you know, as you had said, we've got some really amazing leaders that have been part of our organization, continue to be so, and have even retired and still come back. We actually... Um, have some graduates that participated in the National Association of Latino Administrators and Superintendents um, Premier Signature Program, um, which is the Superintendents Leadership Academy. And so when you go on the website, if you're able to take a peek, you'll see some amazing leaders that have really have made some phenomenal, significant contributions um, to the state of Florida and their various capacities within their school districts. And so I, I hope that I invite many to to jump on and take take a look at that what about um uh what about those not in the education uh world what about uh because i i have people reaching out that actually are uh like real estate they they they're real estate um um they own real estate office. You know, they, they, they work around in the communities people that work in the community people that own the restaurants people that are around um do they get to listen in because I, I mean their kids might be going to the schools and what about the non-educators are they could they eavesdrop or is it <laughs> yeah the non-educators what we like to call our community our community and our um, allies our friends um, you know we want them to be involved and, and give us feedback uh, from the various districts. Um, we do have on the website opportunities for individuals that are interested in being members. Oh. Um, so there is a, a formal process for that. It's very easy. Just go on the website and sign up. <laughs> oh, okay. So, wow, you guys aren't hiding anything then. I mean, it's no, not, not at all. It's not, all not... there for everyone to review. Uh, we even have events that we've posted that we've done so that people can take a, a peek at some of the different events that have happened. 
historically through our, our, ga- our gallery. So you'll take a look at some of those uh, pre-pandemic events, and then we're definitely going to have, we do have some that were during the pandemic, and hey, we're still here, right? Oh, yeah, no, <laughs> no, no, and I saw, I mean, you've gotten some, yeah. But you, virtually, I should say, virtually and in person. No, you got some hot shots, and you got, uh, you got uh, the, the, the Poet Laureate uh, was a Latina that you, um, I mean, you, you've highlighted so many great students, and then there was a little podcaster, Latina podcaster. <laughs> That, um... <laughs> she was. It was delightful to see that one of our very own here in the state of Florida, uh, Christina Aru, yeah, the, the youngest national podcaster, that was very that's fun very right impressive. a little a little latina yeah i know and got a shout out from uh from utah got, yeah, yeah, it was like um it was really great to see the um all these communities come together and, and new jersey i mean it was really just so wonderful that you you really virtually um during the pandemic kept it going and, and just so strong it was so beautiful and that's how i i think i discovered you i discovered the group and then and then you said you were the president. I was like, that's super cool. Um, and then you learned English in the public school system like I, I did. I learned English in school, uh, I think, in kindergarten. I, I think it was a, a, my kindergarten year, um, which was scary. Like you said, it was scary. And, uh, and, um, but but the, I, I owe so much to the public schools and, uh, and education. So um, that's all right. So everyone could... Uh, Everyone, you're saying basically, you're not hiding anything, which is no, absolutely not. Which is I mean, awesome. So absolutely not. You know, in, in the past, I mean, they actually even had um, an opportunity for the parents to come in and engage in la universidad si se puede. Um, and so the previous executive board members did a phenomenal job with providing services and support to our parents and students and how to help them understand how to even apply to college, um, how to get support as far as financial aid, um, how to fill out the application. Oh, that's, so that's amazing. So that's so amazing. Certainly. No, I'm sorry. I'm interrupting the president. <laughs> but, uh, but that's amazing because um, I had my ESL students that I had in ninth grade and this uh, they were seniors this year in uh, New Jersey. And I'm I'm down in Florida, and uh, they were asking me for help uh, applying, and I was the bridge with um, some of the uh, universities helping the students apply. Just uh, just those simple things, because the parents didn't know that that little step. Um, there's so many little things, and it's it's so nice because when people do take to social media and they do complain about this or that, here's an organization that's wide open. And, and asking people to participate and help and uh, and get it, it's just it's lovely it's great so I I, I do wish we offering student scholarships this year um, so I think that's uh, important for everyone to know so there's opportunities as well for students for students to have that opportunity to apply and possibly get some of the scholarships that we will be offering. Oh my gosh, that's great! That's a good. One. My student, my students were asking me that. My um, former ESL students, and I was like, you know, I, that I don't know. That was one thing I just I never knew. I never knew about. I send them to counselors, so that's amazing. So students that want are looking for scholarships can go to your site and uh, and find it. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Most definitely. Oh my God, that's great. Okay, so again, 
And is it all, is it going to be on the national level as well? Or is this a, a Florida Alice thing? Or on the national level, can they find the scholarships? So now the National Alas, they have their own website. Yeah. So that's alas.org. Okay. Actually. So, so may, we might not know what they're up to. We don't care about them. We're just... We're just... It's, alas, it's alasedu.org. Okay, so they may be, they may have the scholarships and things, and but then again, they're they're open as well. People could go there and look at. Uh, there's no mystery here. So if people are, if I meet someone and they're like, "Oh, schools are so secretive," no, they're not. I've spoken to the president, and here is her website. You could go there, and here she is on Twitter, and ask a question, and that's it. And then and then I can win every argument when I'm out and about, even at gas stations or you know. Dunkin' Donuts or wherever I am, I can I can win every argument with, uh, I mean, safely, right? By saying, the president told me to go to this website and find out what you want to find out. Right. And so, I mean, we really do believe and, and understand and know that the parent and the student support is absolutely critical. And so we are here to help and support in any way that we possibly can, whether it's through, like I mentioned, scholarships or any uh, programs where we're offering that opportunity for parents to come in. Like I had mentioned, no one needs to see that, si se puede, so we'll do something similar to that um, this upcoming year where we can bring in the parents and, and offer the support that they need in order to um, help their child be successful, whether it's, like we said, you know, to apply for colleges or to find scholarships or to fill out that FAFSA form, right, Yeah. as well. Oh, yeah, no, no, this is this is great because I actually, I didn't know these things, um, at, and I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm tenured teacher in the in the system, and I I had no idea, and I'm still certified. I I didn't know. Oh. I know it's crazy. So it is good to know, and I'm so glad you're letting everyone know because it's it's transparent, so helpful, and at a time when there's so much confusion, it's so great to go straight to the source, and see for yourself, and and learn and help. Oh my gosh, we got to help our future. Um, yeah. right. Uh, so this is, um, what a great organization. I'm so glad you're the president. They made a really good decision, you know. Well, thank you. I've got an incredible team. I mean, we're working very hard to identify and recruit and develop and advance, um, administrators, teachers, anyone that's, uh, looking to, again, work in the field of education. We're, we're here to help and support, and we're hoping that, you know, if they are interested in going in that direction, they hear. Right. They have their familia right here. Get went on, and everybody we know nowadays. So and on um and so on Twitter. And where do we if where do we find you? It's um on on Twitter. What's your handle, or where would you want to be found? Where would you like for? To, where would you like for someone to find you? Would you like to be yeah. found? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Yes. So on Twitter, it was at Florida underscore Alas. Okay. And then the website was floridaalas.org, which is F-L-A-L-A-S.org. Okay. That's that's beautiful. And it's it's nice to share good news because, you know, we need more good news in our lives. So I am so happy that your, your organization is all about good stuff. And good news and good things. It's um, it's refreshing, really. So thank you for doing what you do, for Madam President. 
Um, and I, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna call you that. And uh, it's, it's, it's uh, so much better than Madonna. I mean, it's <laughs> really, she's, she's not. No, I, I mean, she's great. I like her songs, but she's not a president. So Patricia, gracias. And I, uh, and your journey is amazing. And if, if people aren't inspired by a, a little girl who couldn't speak English, who is now getting her doctorate. Um, and, uh, and a recent graduate of the superintendent's leadership academy. <laughs> my God. And I know uh, you're not sleeping. I don't think you're sleeping. You, because you, you even have your own, uh, little students, uh, at home, I think. Um, you, I do. I have three. I'm blessed with three. I have a 19 year old who's a sophomore now going into, uh, the University of Florida. He transitioned. Oh, he was no. I knew the Florida International University. No, Florida State. Transitioning over to University of Central Florida. And then my two little ones. Which is uh, great. 10, That's great. That's will be great. 11 next week. And my eight year old. I've got three, so Sebastian, Katarina, and Alina. Oh, that's amazing. That's wonderful. And I, I am upset about the Florida State part, but that is amazing. <laughs> Those are great schools. And um, I, so it's University of Central Florida. That's, uh, uh, I, well, yeah. Orlando, the Knights. Yep, I know. I, I actually went there. They're, so I think they're the uh, largest, maybe the largest campus. I can't remember, but I spoke there. I was a guest scholar. Mm-hmm. I had the privilege of going there with a Latino group. And they are the most amazing people. And they're such a great support system. Um, and Florida State also had a great uh, Latino group. And um, I was lucky enough also to speak there. Um, but I, I haven't stepped foot on um, University of Florida, um, you know, for a while. So uh, you can send them my love when you go to, uh, to you know, to the Gators. But <laughs> I sure will. I, I, I didn't know that before this interview. Um, Madam President, had I known, I still would interview you because you're awesome, and oh, you nice. are a role model to so many of us and students and everyone listening. I know, so thank thank you for practicing what you preach and talking the talk and walking the walk and all of it. Thank you. No, Nana, thank you for the opportunity, and I want to make sure to thank our sponsors too. So, if there's any interest in that, there's information regarding that on our website. But you know, Achieve Three Thousand is a great sponsor supporter, as well as the Harmony Social Emotional Learning, and um, and so there's so many others. But we just want to make sure to thank them also. Awesome. Where do we see your sponsors? They're on your site. They're on the website as well. Get okay. Wayne. So, okay, so everyone has to become a sponsor um, out there who as well so um that's that's great i'm i'm just uh que honor gracias por todo thank you for everything you're doing for our kids um because we need more uh presidente patricia's out there um, oh, gracias, Kathy. no 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 gracias i know you're tired so um <laughs> it's it's like I, I i your time is so valuable and i i've taken so much and um as a as a as a teacher as a mere tenured teacher uh gracias por todo Sí, okay. So our listeners out there, feel free to also email us. We're at floridaalas at gmail.com. Okay. So send us a message and we'll uh, definitely follow up. We've got a, 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 a very active listener in Alaska, so um, look out for that. There, there may okay. be some questions coming from Alaska. So. Wonderful. I'll be looking for it. <laughs> and it's not Bristol Palin. Uh, it's another it's another listener, even though she may be listening. Okay. Muchísimas gracias y abrazos to la familia and to everyone at the organization. Give everyone my gracias over there. Thank you. I sure will. Okay. Gracias. Gracias, Presidente. Adiós. Adiós. <laughs>
Okay, what a great back-to-school interview. Thank you, Patricia Trejo, so much. Um, that life story, oh my God, from working on the fields to being the president of Florida Alas, a nonprofit group, is just it's just so amazing. It really shows how important education and drive and will and passion and desire and a belief in yourself um, is. So um, that's it. If she did not inspire you, the, I, I, I give up. I, I, I'm hanging, hanging up. Uh, oh, gosh, I don't know the lingo. I'm throwing in the towel. Um, but I know I haven't lost my ability to find wonderful people to inspire you. And I know Patricia's story is just just so great. I'm so glad she told it. Thank you, Patricia. Um, and please visit me on Twitter at Aru Kathy. So my, it's my name, but backwards. Um, A-R-E-U-C-A-T-H-Y. And at uh, Instagram at actually my name, Kathy Aru, C-A-T-H-Y, A-R-E-U. And go to CatalinaMag.com for the latest issue of Catalina Magazine and for the launch of our Latinx magazine, Catalina Stars, which uh, we have the help of NASA, the space agency, one of its educational ambassadors, right on time um, to help us with back to school. So we're going to launch in schools and beyond with educational activities. And look for the launch of our vegan Catalina snacks line and more inspired by FX star Justina Adorno, who's been on one of our podcasts as well. So if you need more inspiration, uh, check out our other podcast, like Catalina Stars. Uh, it's also a back to school podcast. And if you want to interact and get to know each other a little bit better, check us out on Press Reader. Um, go to Good Pods, the app, and um, you'll find our magazines, our family of podcasts, and so much more. Okay, so uh, till next time. Gracias, merci, danke, bye.